Hello, everyone, and welcome to Minute 69 of Season 3 of Movie Around Minute, the daily podcast where we yippee-ki-yay our way through the 1988 Bruce Willis action flick Die Hard, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me once again today is Brett Stillo, formerly Ooh. of a numerous, numerous, uh, various uh, MXMs, including... Nope. Uh, <laughs> what? Notorious XM. Notorious, notorious. There you notorious. go. <laughs> Which would be a good movie to do a movie by minute of. Right. But five, a- five days, five days of bonsai, or five, five minutes of bonsai. There you go. <laughs> it, it felt longer. It felt like five years of bonsai. But yes, the Adventures of Buckaroo Bonsai across the eighth dimension, um, and uh, five minutes of uh, five minutes of trouble, all about big trouble in little China, featuring our good friend Al Leong. Yes, yes. So welcome back to the show, Brett. Thank you. <laughs> sorry for Happy messing up. For, sorry for messing up your your intro itself, but I, oh. it it works well. You know, no, it flowed. No worries. It's, we've been here four days in a row, so it's 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 all fine. It's all fine. And yeah, minute sixty nine. Is this the is this the halfway point, or do we have a few more minutes? Do we get? No, we've this... we've already passed the halfway point. We we, we okay. did pass it this week. There's 132 minutes in this movie, which means that after in between Monday and Tuesday, we 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 hit the uh, the the middle. Sorry. No problem. Sorry, I, I see the disappointment on your face that that I didn't mention it. So sorry. <laughs> you know, I... uh, it's you know I'm I feel sorry for you. It's all downhill from here. No, that's not true. It's <laughs> It's, all. it's all, it just, I mean, I've had this discussion numerous times with people that, that I, I can't find any minutes of this movie that are boring to talk about. This is, this is a movie which there's always something to talk about. It's this just, true. It, it's such a fascinating movie and there's so much going on, you know, and not just the way that I do things with, by going through the script and, you know, finding little things to talk about or whatever. There's, there's always something to, to discuss about oh, yeah. the way that the characters talk or the way their characters act or what they do and things like that. So minute 69 begins with Al objecting to Dwayne's idea and ends with Al cutting John off. So yesterday we, we ended things off with, uh, with Robinson telling uh, Al that they're about to go in. You know, what does it look like? We're about to go in. And Al then responds and goes, going in, man, that's crazy. There could be over 30 <laughs> hostages in there for all we know. <laughs> and it's just really funny the way that he says that, you know, you know, he's, he's, he's trying to use logic here, but yeah. Dwayne, Dwayne doesn't care, you know, <laughs> Yeah, he, he, he really doesn't care. And then he responds by saying, we don't know shit, pal, if there's hostages, how come nobody's come to us with ransom demands? If there's terrorists in there, where's their list of demands? All we know is that somebody shot your car up. It's probably the same silly son of a bitch you've been talking to on the radio. <laughs> so, I mean, it goes back to what we were talking about on Monday, where Dwayne is the the perfect bureaucrat, you know, not caring about anyone else, doing what he needs to do. And, yeah. and he's the perfect <laughs> But once again, he he has some valid points here. But he the, the the problem with his valid points is he doesn't even try and you know validate them and and see if 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 any of what he thinks is right. Yeah. You know, they, yes, they have information that there are three hostages. Okay, and correct, there are no demands. But just because of all that, I mean, something is going on here. Yeah. 
but Dwayne has already made up his mind um, that it's it's not it's, it's a bunch of kids with firecrackers or something okay, like that. And, okay, let's let's go with that. It's a bunch of kids with firecrackers. Okay, if that's the case, then why are they using an assault? You know, what's what's the point of assaulting the building? You know, well that'll 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 scare those kids. <laughs> Exactly. No, but the the idea is, is that okay, you know, deal with uh, facts. He's um, what 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 uh, Robinson is saying is is that we don't have facts. Okay, but why don't you try and find facts? Right. You know, instead of saying that that everything that you know, no one has told us anything, so we're gonna just go and insult the building. That's what that's what we're gonna do. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, you made a you you had a, a a fun point. I mean, it is Christmas Eve. He doesn't seem to uh, want to be dealing with a hostage situation. So yeah, I mean, just call in the heavy artillery, kick the door down, um, kick ass, and take names. Um, That's right. And then we're all you know we're all home. Uh, you know, we're all home by midnight. Um, exactly. Yeah, it's it's kind of you know, it a variation on the old line. You know, the troops will be home by Christmas. Well, it is Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, okay. If we can we can wrap this up in a couple hours, and everybody has the day off tomorrow. So, um, I just what cracks me up is it it reminds me a little of uh, the Dana Scully character in the X Files. You know, okay. We're talking. That's a TV series, but mm-hmm. you know, every week something weird happens, and then the following episode, you know, Mulder says, you know, I, I, it, there's a there's an alien or a cryptid monster here, and she she always does the Mulder. What are you talking about? It's like it's probably it's probably just some kids with firecrackers. You know, it's it's uh, you can't you can't ever convince Scully otherwise. I mean. There is a point here that it's just, you know, creating tension, drama for the actors to, uh, you know, where it's simply that's just that it's it's creating some tension. And, you know, as we said on Monday, it it isolates John McClane even more. Yeah, uh, for sure. You know, he's not going to get any help. from But, but that, maybe that's maybe that's maybe that's Robinson's uh, point. That's what he wants to do. You know, he wants to say, okay, I don't really care about what, what the information you're doing. I'm doing what I know is, is the right thing to do. I want to end this as quickly as possible. And yeah. um, who cares Who cares what this, who this John McClane is or, you know, yeah. who, who this unknown guy is? Yeah. You yeah. know, I, I, I love the fact. Yeah. I love the fact that he makes a joke saying it's probably the same same silly son of a bitch you've been talking to on the radio. Right. Now, yeah. up, until, up until I started doing research for this movie – I actually always thought that it was John who shot at Al's car, what? but he doesn't. Ah, okay. He throws he throws Marco's body out of the window. Mm-hmm. Marco's body hits hits the car, and then the car starts moving backwards. Okay, if you look at the angle of the shot of someone shooting an automatic rifle from the building, it cannot be coming from the the thirtieth floor or thirty second floor. Where John was, okay, it was coming from a lower floor, and they showed us one of the characters, Alexander, standing there with a gun, you know, looking out the window on maybe the second or third floor, and the script proves that it's Alexander who opens up fire, who opens fire on the car. 
So this line, I always believed, you know, was ironic because it really was John who shot up his car, but it wasn't. So well done. Yeah. So, well done. So I, I, I love that. I love how they do Movie that. forensics. Yeah. Well done, sir. Yes. For sure. Isn't that what we're here Absolutely. for? Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's the we're du- we are dusting for prints. And uh, no, that's mm-hmm. that's fun when you um, because you know one thing I love to do. I bet you do is you know is somebody will say I wish I could think of a specific example, but you know oh they got that wrong, they got that totally wrong, and it's like no actually they didn't because A B and C happened, and if you look at the script and you know basically what you just did, it's it's like no yeah. no this is uh, <laughs> this makes perfect sense. You do not get a point for an yep. IMDb uh, glitch. That doesn't count. <laughs> yes. So that's very yeah. true. So well done. And um, no, because I also believe that John wouldn't shoot at him because he wouldn't risk injuring the police yeah, officer. Too risky. You know. But again, you're, you you can't shoot from thirty floors up and be as yeah. accurate as he was trying yeah. to be. Formal. Yeah. And and then. You know, and then then Al responds to to Robinson by saying, uh, "Excuse me, sir, but what about the body that fell out of the window?" It's funny that you think fell out of the window, yeah, because <laughs> it was thrown out of the window, <laughs> but fell out of the window. Okay, and so he, you know, Al brings a good point. You know, they're 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 having a nice debate here between the two of them. You know, for yeah. sure. And he goes, "Well, who knows? It was probably some stockbroker who got depressed." <laughs> You know, like, what type of answer is that? First of all, they, they didn't check the body at any point to see, you know, what body, who, you know, is this someone dressed in a suit? Is it, you know, and like, you know, wouldn't they have checked what Nakatomi does? Why would he say stockbrokers? I mean, we're not, we're not 100% sure what they do in, in Nakatomi, but they, they're not, uh, they're, they're not working in stocks. You know, they, they work in bonds, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> And again, if that's the case, we'll go back to what we said before. You know, if it is a stockbroker who just committed suicide, then why are they assaulting the building? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it just doesn't make sense. Dwayne just really wants you know, to use his, his SWAT guys. He just, I think yeah, so. I think like, so. And he's, it's great how he's holding the blueprints as he's talking. That's a nice touch. You know? Yes. That's a nice touch. I. You know, this is a brown, as I recall, this is around the time of, of Chief Daryl Gates in L.A. And yes, yes his, um, you know, the surplus uh, Ar- U.S. Army armored personnel carrier that was used as a LAPD riot vehicle. And I'm trying to remember if, mm-hmm. if that shows up during the assault, if they have the armored car. Well, I mean, it's not- they do have okay. an armored car here, yes. But uh, just, yeah. you know. That'll that'll be next week. Um, yes. When uh, hopefully uh, me and my gang will be in Buenos Aires, but that's another story. But um, yeah, but yeah, Dwayne just wants to play with his hardware. He probably will really want earning thirty yeah. percent. Yeah, he just wants to you know <laughs> yeah. let's have a good old frontal assault, and we we can use the armored car, and then then I can have a picture of myself yeah. in front of the armored personnel. So <laughs> that's yeah. Right. So, like after you go fishing, you know you're holding up the right, fish. Right. Yeah, so, <laughs> there you go. I'll I'll take Dwayne's sides. Like quit, quit interrupting. Uh, let me have my fun here. SWAT attack. Come on, man. Yeah. Assault. And and he doesn't even 
He doesn't even, they don't even continue the debate after that. It's just Stockbroker who got depressed. So let's do the assault. Yeah. And then he goes, then, then we hear someone say, we're ready for you, chief. And he goes, all right, light them up. Let's go. All right. Hit the lights. Blue unit. Go. Yeah. We got approval, chief. Lights on. <laughs> Down a little. <laughs> you know, they, 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 you know, we see the, the SWAT team getting, getting ready for the assault. You know, the, we see the lights going on and, and, they they do a great job of, of showing the lights go on and then we see a shot of John mm-hmm. who's sitting there in the dark and you know his his cigarettes are, are illuminated so we can then see that he has three cigarettes left. You know, plus the the one that's in his that that's currently in yeah. his mouth, which will be useful later because at some point we know that there are only two uh cigarettes in the Right. Pack. And that's that's a great transition to go from all this external stuff. And again, Jan de Bont, you know, he's playing with lights and flares and, you know, possibly just, you know, using one of the few actual exterior shots and just like, yeah, let's, it's like Daryl says, let's light them up. <laughs> Rather than yeah. waiting all night to say that. And then we, what do we cut to? Three cigarettes. What a great way to, yes. you know, we haven't seen John in a few minutes. What a great way to come back to him. It's like the loneliest cigarettes in the world. <laughs> yeah, completely. And, and uh, they do that great. And and then they start their conversation again. And we have John say to Al over the CB, he goes, Al, you still with me, yeah. babe? What's going on? Yo, Al, I'm here, Roy. I'm kind of busy right now. I'll talk to you later. What's wrong? What's going on? I said I'll talk to, and then it gets cut off because that's the end of the minute. But, but again, I'm going to bring this up, and I'm, I'm I'm sure I'm going to bring this up in the future. And I brought it up in the past. There's something wrong with the fact that this is a party line, you know, for John and Al to be having a conversation like this, and for John asking Al what's going on. You know, it's anyone can be listening besides Argyle. You know, we know that Hans can be listening, and Theo, and and even Thornburg. You know, that's where they're getting all this information. Here. Hmm. You know, so so it's not that smart for them to for him to be saying what's going on. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, it's I'd never thought of that before. That's not a sealed line. Yes, you know, it's not as if their 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 uh, radios are scrambled or that they're on a, a line that no one else can listen to. It's completely open to anyone who wants to listen to it. Yeah. I would wonder if that's just something I can picture that coming up in meetings, you know, in production meetings and someone just saying, you know, at some point, you know, there's no such thing as a perfect script. Uh, no, for yeah, sure. Not. That, that, Again, as, as you know, and as everyone listening knows, you know, I love this movie and I'm not trying to point out flaws no. in order to, you know, say that there's, there's something bad about the movie, something wrong about the movie. It, you know, I, I just obviously, you know, as someone who loves the movie, I would love for it to have been, you know, tighter. Yeah. You know, and I, I like to point out little things that 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 we don't really have a clear answer for. I mean, again, the the answer to almost every one of these type of questions is is that's what the trip calls for. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and that's it. Only in Die Hard Two do they think to have people use, uh, you know, CBs that have uh, codes on them that you need to punch them in in order to be able to to talk. You know. At least they got smart. Yeah, that could, yeah, that could be like, you know, it's just something they 
you know, in the sequel, they thought about, you know, from the first one, because, yeah, you know, it's, it's, as I think I was alluding to, like, you know, we think we've caught a mistake, and, you know, sometimes it's just like, uh, yeah, I know, but we got to keep moving with this, and, you know, because, yeah, because it is like, it's a real loose end, and you could, you know, it, it, it you could very well, I can, you can hear somebody saying, hey, what if, you know, we add to the, add to the complications that, you know, somebody's listening in on that conversation. But then you see where it's like, ah, no, it's too soon. You know, we, we can't have identities revealed just yet. So I I could, I could see it coming up and, but maybe saying now we got to keep rolling. So we're just going to (laughs) pretend We're just going to pretend yep. that no one else is listening. Um, yes. <laughs> but still, that's... Even though at some points we see people listening, and yeah. I mean, we just talked about yesterday that Argyle was able to hear, you know, well, actually he saw it through the TV, but then he, but then he turned on the TV. Yeah. So, yeah, because it brings, you know, if, if he can hear, who else could hear? And, um, you know, really that goes back to, you know, um... Hans Gruber being kind of a sharp guy would like, I can't remember. Does, does he, is, is Theo also doing communications or is Theo pretty much just working on cracking in the safe? He's just trying to crack the safe. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, not, yeah, no, I mean, he, I, you would think that Hans would be like, since he's talked to Roy, that it's like he might have one of his guys. All right, I need you to be my ears. If you hear anything, like scan the channels. Um, but yeah, like I said, no, it's it's an interesting thing to point out because I'd never even thought of that. And right. I was like, oh yeah, two way communication. There's it's not exactly totally two ways, right? <laughs> sure. So, do you have anything else you want to say about this minute before we get into the script? Yeah, what do I have about 69? Um, da, 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 just, you know, it's. Did, I didn't know Bruce Willis was in this movie. <laughs> well, we talked about him earlier yeah. this week, you know, but uh, we hadn't yeah, seen it. Yeah, it's, it was funny that. I think I might have mentioned this Monday. You know, I was just sort of automatically picturing it would be a. You know, there's there's so much of Bruce Willis in this movie that, you know, no, I there's Paul Gleason. It was a little jarring. So uh, <laughs> it was like, oh, there he is. OK, um, it is. You know, it is funny. Prior to this movie, um, my friends and I did not like Bruce Willis. Well, Kanye was, was in Moonlighting and Blind Dates, you know, the three got before this. Yeah, movie. yeah, there was. It's interesting when I was like a, a teenager, for some reason, you know, this is network TV era, me and my buddies had this, we did not like TV guys. Maybe it was overexposure, but it was the same thing with like Tom Selleck or Don Johnson, because both of those guys, you know, because of the success of their series, would try to make the jump to movies. And we were just, you know, we kind of had this teenage, you know. Now, why does that guy think he's so cool? Right. <laughs> so even when we had a hit show with Moonlighting, um, 
Uh, and yeah, Blind Date, I think that was, did not do so well at the box office. Nope. But um, no. So, uh, well, that's because we, we can't we were... see, you know, uh, Bruce Willis in a rom com. <laughs> <laughs> True. True. But yeah, I mean, a lot of, you know, a lot of guys were making that, you know, it's a less now, but you know, you, okay, you've, you've had some success on a TV series. Um, I mean, yeah, I think John Johnson is a good example of that. He had Miami Vice. That was a super hot yeah. show. He really didn't transfer that in i know he did a couple of movies yeah that didn't, nothing nothing that's really nothing uh, yeah. yeah and tom Selleck eventually Tom's, managed to 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 do it but uh you know he, he he you know he he was supposed to be indiana jones right right but uh and, you know in, in the end he became uh three men and a baby you know that's what he did yeah and the, yeah. i remember he was really? in the high yeah. road to china which, which was high road to china a favorite of mine back in the Yeah, day. I yeah, remember was, seeing that on cable was, quite often. Yeah, a, a fun enough movie. No, Qu- no. He was also quickly down under with uh, with 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 Alan Rickman. There you go. There you go. There you go. And that's funny. I was like Quigley. I meant to see and yeah, the I, I Rickman connection. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I could have added that to my uh, to my sad, pathetic <laughs> Alan Rickman viewing list. <laughs> Again, so Wait, funny. you've never seen actually... any Harry Potter movies? That's it. I'm not. I'm. Wow. I'm. A, I. I'm. Uh, I'm not a Potterist. Okay. I mean, and I. I totally. You know, I have friends, and I. I don't have kids, and I don't know. I have friends that no, the books are great, and the movies. You don't have to be a kid to like them, but books are uh, better. There's no question about that. If you if you if yeah. you feel like checking it out, start with the books. The books. Uh, yeah, yeah. And he's he's Snipe, right? Snape. 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 And but he's you know he's it's a very Alan Rickman kind of he's he's a he's you know he's a evil wizard, but he's not evil necessarily. He's just he wears a lot of black clothes. He's a goth. Exactly. Um, I think that's kind of his thing. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, but uh, yeah. So anyway, but you know, I mean, Willis is so convincingly good in this. He won us over. <laughs> You know, we, <laughs> yes. we, he won uh, everyone over because they only cast him in this type of role forever. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. He kind of, you know, he found he, his niche. <laughs> yeah, absolutely found his niche. It's yeah, this is, this is true. This is true. But yeah, that's, that's all I got. Okay. Um, for here, but do we, do we have another list? No. Well, first we have a script. We'll talk about script. Ah, so forgot about the script. That's okay. There, there are a few uh, changes here in just some of the dialogue. So instead okay. of Powell saying, um, that's crazy, he goes, going in, are you out of your mind? So I think, I think you know, Reginald Vell Johnson just delivers it better by saying, uh, man, that's crazy. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, then after that, when Robinson responds, and says, oh, for all we know, it's it's the same. It's it's that someone who shot up your car, and it could be the same flake you've been talking to on the radio. So it's just flake instead of uh, you know the silly son of a bitch. I like the delivery of silly son of a bitch a little better. Um, yeah. Then definitely. then when he asks about the body, Robinson's response is, "Who the hell knows? Maybe he was a stockbroker who looked at the Dow Jones and opted for early retirement." <laughs> Again, it works better, the the, the yeah. delivery in the movie. Um, then there's a few other points 
with with the SWAT team, which appear in later minutes, so it doesn't really make that much of a difference. And also, the conversation between John and Al is switched around a little bit. You know, to, some of tomorrow's lines come before some of today's lines and stuff like that. So oh, it, okay. it's all minor, but whatever. So every okay. every Thursday we have a segment called Off the Beaten Track Holiday Edition, where my guests will give a little story, uh, anecdote. Uh, adventure, misadventure, or something that happened to them uh, that's somehow related to the holidays. So, Brett, the holidays. Brett, you got another story for us? I got another holiday. Not not as good as my Halloween in Osaka story, but because, uh, yeah, um, there was a time I appeared on a podcast and I coughed. That's another story. Um, that, not a big one, but I was trying desperately to remember if I'd gone to a movie on a holiday, you know, Christmas day or something like that. And then I remembered, well, of course, Thor's giving. Uh, one of my favorite Thanksgivings was, I can't remember now, but about five years ago, uh, my wife and I were stuck at home for Thanksgiving and we just decided we didn't, we didn't want to like, you know, bother our friends like, oh, we're orphans. We don't have any place to go. So we just thought we were going to go to the at. We decided to go to the Alamo Draft House in San Francisco, see a matinee of Thor Ragnarok mm. and have a great. We just we ordered, I think, two hundred dollars worth of food. <laughs> they brought to us. We had an amazing pizza and fantastic popcorn. And uh, we just called it Thor's Giving. Very cool. <laughs> and to this day, we talk about Thor's giving. That's it. That was just one of my most memorable Thanksgivings. And, and you didn't make it. You um, didn't guess, make it I an annual Thor, tradition. Nah, because there wasn't another Thor movie the next year. Oh. But you know, I think it was the fact that we could make a pun out of Thor and Thanksgiving, so it became Thor's giving. Um, we should have had a Viking funeral, maybe. I don't know, but. Uh, <laughs> Um, the next year somebody didn't, you know, we did have a place to go for Thanksgiving, but I guess, you know, the, the moral is, uh, so Brett is looking for an tradition. invitation next year for, uh, you know, next month for, for Thanksgiving, anyone who wants to invite Brett, <laughs> just make there sure you're you showing Thor in the background. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I, I will, I will bring, I won't bring, I don't know if I'll bring Thor, but I will bring oh. a Norse God. Because I'm kind of, I have connections. So, and what Norse god? You just have to invite me. So there you go. <laughs> Great story. Thank you very much for that. So you want to once again, you want to once again yeah, tell people you. how they can get in touch with you? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm on the social media. Um, uh, you can find me most likely on Instagram or uh, Facebook. I'm Brett Still. I'm also known as Count Fink. That was my DJ name years ago. Uh, and uh, you can hear me, uh, me and my good friend, John, John Horowitz, John McLean and Josh <laughs> Horowitz. Uh, we did a, an awesome little podcast called Five Minutes of Trouble, all about big trouble in little China. And then we moved on to uh, Five Minutes of Bonsai. Um, because both of those music, movies are interestingly set in the same universe approximately. And uh, I might ask you a question about movie universes ooh, tomorrow. Ooh, ooh. I'll save it tomorrow, though. Yeah, I'll, movie I'll, come universes. I'll come back to listen to it. Uh, <laughs> okay, excellent. But that's it. I think uh, well, we're done with right. Thor's Day. So uh, while, you're doing, while you're listening to things about, uh, you know, 
five minutes of bonsai or five minutes of trouble, you can go rate and review and subscribe on any podcast you might be using to listen to my show. You can find me very simply by doing a quick search for Move Around Minute. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter. Or you can go directly to my website. So, uh, Brett, uh, you've, you've already hinted the answer is yes. But uh, are you, you feel like coming back tomorrow to finishing off the week? I got nothing better to do. Oh, that, 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 that actually doesn't sound well. very good. You know, the... <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm sorry. That did, yeah, yeah, no. I, you, I, I you were very enthusiastic about on. that. You have nothing better to do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It came yes. out sounding That's wrong. Right. No, I'm, I'm, I'm Excellent. There you go. Back. That's sweet. Be, be enthusiastic. All right. So until tomorrow, <laughs> yippee-ki-yay. Yippee-ki-yay. Yippee-ki-yay.